0: Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Or you can send an offering to Harrison United Church by visiting HarrisonUnited.com and clicking the donate button or by mail at Harrison United Church, P.O. Box 298, Harrison, Ontario, Canada, N0G1Z0. Thank you so very much and God bless.
1: Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Friends, as we gather to worship, may we feel God's spirit joining us together. Welcome to today's worship service from Grace United Church. I am the Reverend McCall Cottrell. We are pleased to share worship today with Harrison United Church and the Reverend Jessica Cottrell. As you welcome us into your home, we welcome you into ours. A Couple of announcements for today. First off, Happy Mother's Day. A special thank you to everyone who helped with Grace United Church's Mother's Day food drive. Thank you to our stewardship team for helping us to help our community. We pray God's blessing on all the gifts that were shared that they may enrich the lives of many. To find out about all the different events happening at Grace United Church online, including our book club, exercise groups, ukulele groups for children and a group for all ages, our Zoom dance parties, and more. Please see our weekend email with announcements, or sign up for our announcements, or call the church office. Beginning tomorrow, on May 10th, the Reverend Jessica Cottrell will begin her sabbatical. She'll return in September, on behalf of Grace United, we thank you and all the members of Harriston United for sharing in worship with us over this last year. We pray that your sabbatical may be a time of rest and renewal for you and for your whole congregation. We hold you in our prayers. In May, we are celebrating Asian Heritage Month in the United Church of Canada. Chinese and Japanese congregations took part in Church Union, strong Korean and Filipino communities have taken shape since, the intercultural vitality of the Church continues to expand today, including through mutual recognition of ministries with the Presbyterian Church in the Republic of Korea and the United Church of Christ in the Philippines. We celebrate with special music and special reflections throughout this month. And as we gather in this time of worship, we remember that for thousands of years, Indigenous people have walked on the land and that their relationship with the land is at the center of their lives and spirituality. We recognize that we are all treaty people. At Grace United, we are part of Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, and we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe, Anishnabek, and Métis people. We acknowledge the part the Church has played in an ongoing history of colonization and oppression. We pray that God may ever lead us to building right relationships. Friends, come, let us worship.
2: May the light of Christ shine brightly in our lives and all around us. Amen. Friends, let us call one another to worship. Let our praise for all that God has done resound within and beyond these walls. When all people turn to God and worship God, the poor shall eat and be satisfied, and justice and peace will surely embrace present and future generations. Therefore, in thanksgiving for all that God has done, let our lives and our love proclaim the message of God's gracious and liberating acts. Let us pray together. We, like the psalmist, cry out in praise and thanksgiving in response to God's eternal loving kindness, holding us, guiding us, enfolding us with grace and as we gather as people of God we pray that our worship will reflect that divine love we offer our worship today with the remembrance of Easter still filling us with joy and with the anticipation of Pentecost firing our devotion let our praise for all that God has done is doing and will do Truly resound within our hearts and our homes, within these walls and beyond. In
3: Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. Our mission and service reading today is Making Mother's Day More Meaningful, Inclusive, and Compassionate. Are you a mother who wants to make a difference? Is there a mother or someone like a mother you want to honor? Do you know people who have lost mothers or mothers who have lost a child? Does anyone you know find Mother's Day hard? Are there people in your life whose untraditional family unit deserves recognition and celebration? This Mother's Day mission and service is providing a special opportunity to not only help families in need, but also reach out to honor and support our loved ones. Make a special mission and service gift this Mother's Day and Christian Family Sunday. Your gift will help families in need at home and abroad, supporting things like prenatal and parenting classes, respite care for families with children, medical clinics for babies and mothers, safe shelter and education for children. At the same time, when you make a gift online, you can do even more good by sending any number of free e-cards. The cards say things like, Mother's Day can be so hard, I made a gift to support families in need, as I thought about you today. I hope knowing you inspire me to make a difference is a comfort. And the world needs all kinds of families. You are a blessing. If you are giving offline, feel free to borrow the wording for print cards. Don't forget to credit your congregation when you make a gift. Mother's Day is a time when we celebrate mothers, which is awesome, but not for everyone. For some, the holiday can be sad or challenging. We want to do more good by helping families in need and make the holiday itself more including and compassionate," says Sarah Charters, Acting Director of Philanthropy. Charters is encouraging her family to make a gift instead of giving her the usual chocolate and flowers. She is honoring her mother by making a donation. Imagine if the church came together to give life-changing gifts, pray, and provide pastoral care and encouragement at the same time, she says. What an amazing difference. You can help make Mother's Day more meaningful, inclusive, and compassionate. Make a gift and send a card today. Your support changes lives. Our scripture reading today is Psalm 22, verses 1 to 5 and 25 to 31. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? so far from my cries of anguish. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. And 25 to 31. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him. Those who cannot keep themselves alive, prosperity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it.
1: Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our ancestors trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were saved, in you they trusted, and were not put to shame. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed by God. Amen. I've been saving the perfect song for this moment. One of the people in our group exclaimed as he pulled out his phone, disconnected his headphones, and pressed play, filling the air with music. We had been running together for the last couple of minutes, a group of strangers brought together by a love of running, the fact that we had all hit this one spot in the marathon at the same time, and the exhaustion that meant we needed some encouragement to keep going. We had all been running for about four and a half hours on a very, very hot and humid day in June. With 41.2 kilometers done and one more kilometer left to go, we heard the wonderful, cheesy sound of 80s music over our labored breathing. Rising up back on the street, did my time, took my chances. Went the distance, now I'm back on my feet, just a man and his will to survive. By the time the chorus played, it's the eye of the tiger, it's the thrill of the fight, rising up to the challenge of our rivals. We were all grinning and moving a little faster and a little stronger. Soon we broke out of the group and into our individual finishing speeds. I saw my family cheering me on, crossed the finish line and crashed in the shade of a large tree, no longer having to endure the race. I had just completed another marathon, 42.2 kilometers. Now, whenever Survivor's Eye of the Tiger comes on the radio, I think of that moment. I think of how often during a marathon when I felt tired and wanted to give up other runners have appeared and brought me strength to endure. I think of my wife Jessica, who constantly encourages me and supports me and who always says when I'm feeling disappointed by a run, "Well, you still made it." I think about how many times in how many times in the times of endurance we are reminded that we are not alone. Endurance, according to Wikipedia, Is the ability of an organism to exert itself and remain active for a long period of time. Makes sense, but I love the next part of the definition, as well as its ability to resist, withstand, recover from, and have immunity to trauma, wounds, or fatigue. As some of you know, I am a runner. I took up running nine years ago when I took part in a couch to 5k program. Two years ago I ran a 50 kilometer ultra marathon. I'm a slower runner and I take walking breaks but I love long distance running. I'm happiest when I get out on the weekends and run 20 kilometers or more. Running is a spiritual practice for me. It is a time that I get to spend outside for hours enjoying nature feeling strong, feeling close to God, struggling, praying and building physical and mental stamina. It's a place that I practice endurance for all the other moments in my life. Endurance is the act of undertaking the difficult and long journeys of life, sometimes by choice, often because of what happens to us around us. The theme of endurance is found throughout scripture. One of the most moving testimonials of endurance comes from the Psalms. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? From the words of my groaning, O my God, I cry by day but you do not answer, and by night but find no rest. Whenever I hear the words of the psalms, I try to remember that they are communal songs. They do not just reflect on the original author's experience, but they reflect the the lived experiences of communities who have sung or spoken them throughout the generations. These are the songs sung by people who face or have faced hardship, war, violence, internal and external struggle, injustice, deep grief, doubt, disease, perseverance, comfort, hope, faith, and love. These are the songs of people who have doubted God's goodness or existence and the people who have encountered holy, life-giving, and life-sustaining moments. When we join in these ancient and holy songs of endurance, we are reminded that we are not alone. We are joined with the community sharing the words alongside us. We are joined with all those who have gone before us. We are held in the promise of God's sustaining and enduring love encountered throughout the generations encountered in community. We are living in the midst of a time of endurance. It has been a long journey through this pandemic. It has challenged us and tested us. Yet our faith reminds us that we are held in the love of community, that together we can continue in this journey that our cries of, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, will turn into the songs of praise, the song of, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel, and you, our ancestors, trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them. I invite you to spend some time this week and to think about your life and the various moments of endurance that you have lived maybe map it out on a piece of paper, and then spend some time thinking about who supported you during these times. When have you had to endure? And who helped you in those moments? As much joy as running brings to me, running is not easy. Long distance running is physically and mentally difficult. And during a long run, they inevitably appear. They usually emerge about two thirds of the way through a long run at the point where I'm tired, sore, and I realize that I still have a long way to go. They are my gremlins. My gremlins emerge and begin nipping at my heels and taunting, they sneak into my mind, You're too tired to continue. Then why are you doing this? And when I try to ignore them, they continue. You should just call for a ride home. And do you really think that you are strong enough to do this? And then you're not a good enough runner. You should just quit running altogether. Finally, the gremlins get really cruel. You're not good enough you're not a good enough person. Inspired by researcher, writer, and public speaker, Dr. Bernay Brown, I've started calling these internal thoughts that taunt me the sh- my shame gremlins, like those little green monsters from my favorite childhood movie. They are mischievous and try to cause a lot of mayhem and destruction. And like those movie monsters, Brene Brown points out that shame gremlins are conquered by bringing them out into the light. I'm learning sometimes with great struggle to embrace these moments of running with my gremlins as sacred time. My gremlins and running with them cause me to face my fears and insecurities, help me They help me to wrestle with the difficult things of my life and our world. And in turn, they remind me of the person I want to be and the life I am called to live. Life not defined by the gremlins, the fear and insecurities, but rather life defined by endurance and the promise that I am a child and beloved of God. Running for me is a safe place to face my gremlins because running helps me to feel physically, mentally, and emotionally strong. By continually encountering my gremlins while I'm running, I learn that I can face them with strength and humor. So here's what I do. When the difficult thoughts appear, I try to let them come. And I picture them as gremlins running beside me. And I let them run beside me for a little while. Then when they have overstayed their welcome, I imagine myself running up behind them and giving them a good soccer star style kick in the behind until they fly out of sight. And when they reappear, I do it all again. Sometimes I'm better at this than others. Running is a safe place for me to encounter my gremlins and practice mental and emotional endurance. When we join together in the words of the painful and hopeful psalms, such as the one we hear today, we are given holy opportunities to practice endurance in a safe place, surrounded by our community, even over distance like we are sharing today, We share in words of despair, struggle, longing, and trauma. We practice what it means to give these experiences words, vulnerable and daring words, words that can be spoken without shame or fear. We practice endurance by singing and praying these words together as they shift from pain into God's promise of love, healing, and strength. Worship can often be the safe place where we are held in the love of community and we practice endurance in our scripture reading, in our hymns, in the words we share, in the rituals that hold us. It is a communal reminder that God has created us and equipped us to be people of endurance. This week, I invite you to reflect on a second question. I invite you to think about where is your safe place to practice endurance and even face the gremlins in your own life. It could be anything, a hobby, a sport, therapy, acting, music, talking to a friend. I also believe that reading and watching stories told in books, movies and TV shows allow us to explore our own inner depth. Where is the safe place for you to practice endurance? Friends, our journey through this pandemic is difficult, and we still have a long way to go. It's not always easy, and hard times will find us. But in this time of endurance, God blesses us. God blesses us through those who help us to continue. God blesses us through, those, through the words and rituals of our faith, the ancient communal promise that reminds us that we can endure because we are held in God's love, We are beloved and children of God. We are blessed to be a blessing to one another. We can endure and our endurance will be an inspiration and a testimony to God's great love for generations to come. Friends, let us feel God's love and share in the love of community now and always. Amen. Thanks be to God.
2: Let us pray for one another and for our world let us pray gracious and loving god holy parent father and mother in faith to us all we bring you thanks and praise this day on this day we celebrate as mother's day we give you thanks for all women who have been a mothering influence on us we thank you for mothers through birth and adoption who gave us life We thank you for our female relatives, aunts, sisters, cousins, daughters, wives, those who have nurtured, protected, and raised us. We thank you for those who have healthy relationships with their moms and for the many gifts that that brings to our lives and faith. We also remember and pray for those this day who have painful memories of their mothers, who are estranged from those who gave them life. We pray for those who long to be mothers and cannot because of many different circumstances. We pray for those who have lost children and find this day another reminder of their pain. We pray for those who have lost their mothers and who long for their presence daily. We acknowledge that this day that we celebrate with cards and flowers is not a happy day for everyone. And we pray for peace and healing for all whose hearts are bruised. Loving God, we are your children, members of your holy family. And so we lift up now our thoughts and concerns for your, ch- your children, both here in our community and throughout the world. We pray for our healthcare workers who are being stretched to their limit by this health crisis named COVID-19. We pray for nurses and doctors, for lab techs and PSWs, for the hospitality and cleaning staff of hospitals, and all others who make sure our healthcare system is kept running smoothly. Grant them your courage and strength. We pray for those who are feeling alone and isolated in this time of staying at home, of being physically distant. We pray for those who have loved ones who are sick and who cannot be with them at this time. Grant them your compassion and your mercy. We pray for parents and caregivers who find themselves at home with their children all day, every day, trying hard to figure out educational needs and calming anxiety and fears that have arisen by the restrictions put in place we pray for children who are wondering why they can't see their friends or their grandparents or other family members who are missing birthday parties and school field trips who are worried anxious and scared grant them your peace and your comfort We pray for our leaders, municipal, provincial, and federal, all who are being called upon to make unprecedented decisions for the health and well-being of their communities. They are forging into an unknown future, and we pray that they know that they do not walk alone. We pray for those whose services have been deemed essential, those who do not have the luxury to work from home the grocery store clerks, the truck drivers, the construction workers, the pharmacists, and all others who serve our communities. Grant them your courage and your strength. We pray for those dealing with the continued roller coaster of living, for those who are mourning the death of a loved one, for those who are wrestling with medical decisions and diagnosis, For those who are hungering for food and wondering how to stretch out meager paychecks. For those who are wondering how they will ever make ends meet. Grant them your peace and your love. Loving God, as we follow your way this week, we bring before you all our prayers that we name now in the silence of our hearts. Mothering God, we lift all of our prayers to you in the name of the one we call brother and friend, Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, and who taught us to pray using the words, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever, amen.
4: Good morning. Our reading is from Rev. Sundu Hoon, a recent immigrant from Asia. Rev. Hoon writes, I'm a recent immigrant to Canada who came from Asia. Having lived in Canada for the past 10 years, I've noticed that there are incredibly diverse groups of people living in Canada. Yet the dominant culture group may be represented by the white, European, English-French-speaking Canadian citizens. Living in Canada... As a racialized person, I've developed my racial justice sensitivities, regardless of whether I wanted to or not. This is partly because my family and I have experienced casual racial comments and routine discrimination, as well as because I feel obligated to protect my children from being harmed or mistreated, based on their skin colour and ethnic background. Living in Canada as a visible minority, I feel vulnerable when exposed to increasing anti-immigrant sentiment and the white nationalist movement in Canada. False information about refugees and immigrants and controversy around the Quebec law banning religious symbols for workers in public positions, which I see as targeting mainly the visible ethnic and cultural minorities. Living in Canada as a recent immigrant who speaks English as my second language, I have worked hard to overcome the no Canadian experience label and to perform my work effectively to the degree that people might see beyond my English accent and recognize my abilities. Living in Canada as an immigrant from Asia, where different nations have been struggling with the painful legacy and unsolved historical resentment of colonization, I've been paying attention to the Canadian history of colonization and its ongoing systemic injustice and generational impact on the Indigenous people and their communities. I found myself getting passionate about working towards truth and reconciliation in Canada. Living in Canada, as someone from a small country, smaller than most provinces in Canada, I am also fascinated by the vastness and richness of nature and also reminded of our duties and responsibilities as caretakers of God's world. Living in Canada, where I am exposed to a lot of cross-cultural engagement, I'm convinced that diversity is strength, which helps me view my home country from abroad, from broad and new perspectives, and also encourages me to open myself to challenges and opportunities that can be transforming and life-giving to me and others. With all these experiences and much more not mentioned here, I feel my journey of life is in the right direction towards wholeness. Sundu Hoon became a United Church minister in 2016. ...admitted from the Presbyterian Church in the Republic of Korea. He currently serves the Grace United Church in Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan.
1: As we conclude this time of worship, may God bless us and keep us. May we always remember that God has blessed us to be a blessing to this world. Let us go to share God's love in our word and action today and always. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you, whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6 or you can send an offering to Harrison United Church by visiting harrisonunited.com and clicking the donate button or by mail at Harrison United Church PO Box 298 Harrison Ontario Canada N0G 1Z0 thank you so very much and god bless